Sly Guy. Hello and welcome to the Sly Guy podcast with your boy, Dave Elliott. I mean, ever notice the way Jay-Z says that and it sounds like he's just about to burst into tears? It's your boy. It's your boy. It's very emotional start the day. The only other singer that sounds like he's going to cry other than the, the Jigga Man. All the, it's your boy. I swear it's your boy. Is um, Enrique Iglesias. Would you dance if I asked you the names? Would you run and never look back? Or would you cry if you saw me crying? Or would you save my soul tonight? Would you tremble <laughs> if I touched your lips? You get the gist. Anyway, it's Monday. It's Sly. It's Sly Mondays. And we're here once again with the podcast for maybe the last couple of Mondays, who knows, because I think I might have said before, in fact, no, I didn't, I didn't send this podcast, I said on the Extra Sly podcast over on Patreon, which is where you can subscribe to get a bonus podcast from me every week, I explained what was going on, there's going to be, there's going to be some changes around here, I wasn't even Trump, I was just a creepy guy, there's going to be some changes around here, little monkey boy, that sounded racist, didn't mean it like that, but you know what I mean, like a little cheeky monkey, not, you know, no connotations there, just your little monkey. You know, not like, yeah, you get me. But we're making some changes. I'm excited. I'm recording the podcast here. I'm I'm sweaty. I'll be honest. I'm a little bit sweaty, but I'm excited. Changes are happening. September is going to be the last month where the Sly Guy podcast is going to be released on a Monday. From October, we're moving to Thursday. So if you're going, oh, fuck's sake. This is why I started my week with the Sly Guy podcast. What you need to do then is take yourself over to Patreon because I'm going to start putting the Patreon podcast out on a Monday and the Sly Guy podcast will be coming out on a Thursday. Now you're probably going, why are you making a change, Dave? Why are you moving days? Well, oh, there's my stomach having a breakfast yet. Well, what is happening is we're making moves, boys and girls. We're increasing the uh, quality of the podcast we are bringing a producer on board and everything's going up up the ante so rather than uh, just recording this whenever i feel like it we're going to have a set time to record it's going to be in a studio it's going to be dope so that's what we've got to look forward to and i know i'm a, i'm a mid-30s white man from northern ireland so why do i call that dope hey who knows you know um, but it is, we're making the changes and I'm feeling excited about it. So this will be, I think maybe oh, like the one before last on a Monday and then we're, we're moving to Thursdays, you know. So again, hopefully the, the quality of sound, everything else will be improved and you will appreciate it, you know. Hopefully you will enjoy that and then just move to Thursdays with me because listen, there's a hole that needs filled on Thursdays, you know, and that was the hole that Boytown left. So I'm going into that hole. I'm filling Boytown's hole. Wouldn't be the first time I've done that, and I love doing it, so I'm filling it again, and uh, I'm, I'm buzzing for it. Now, well, you're probably going, why aren't you just doing it straight away, Dave? And I'll explain. Because I am due uh, a second child. I'm due baby numero dos at any time in September. So, I mean, it's one of those things. It, it could come... Um, on the due date, it could come before, it could come after, but I'm giving it enough time whereby October will be when, boom, we'll start. New sound system, new producer, new studio, bingo, it's going to be very sexy. So um, so that's where we're at with that. At the moment, um, I'm, I'm, as I said, I am sweaty, that's not a lie, it's not just generally something to do with my health you should be worried about. Um, I've just did a workout, so I actually started recording a podcast. This is going to sound really weird. It's a Sunday, right? I got up at 5 o'clock this morning. Why? Because I had pizza for dinner last night. Now, I know my um, my life guru, coach himself, John Joe, listens to this show, and he's probably going to be like, you fucking son of a... Listen, everything was, in, was within the calorie deficit up until I had pizza, all right? And it was my cheat meal. The Rock can do it, so I can do it. But anyway, my penance was my body woke me up at 5 this morning, had to take... A big, speaking of number twos, yes, and then had to just get straight into my garage, got my cardio, my weights done, and now I am, I'm just sweating loads, had a wee shower there, and I'm dressed, I'm in, I'm in, in the dining room recording a podcast, um, at 7am, because, weird as it sounds, have to go to work today, because you know, whenever you have more children coming, you need to, you need to beaver away, you know, you need to, you need to, 
you know, rather than getting these nuts, you need to store these nuts, you know what I mean? You need to keep those nuts away for a better day. You need to get it out of there. You need to have them stored. You need to be ready to provide for la familia. You know what I'm saying, people? Um, so I'm taking anything I can get at the minute to try to, you know, beaver that away for la familia. La familia. So that's the situation. And I can record first thing in the morning because um, my child is staying at my mum and dad's tonight. You know, or well, last night, not tonight. That'll be slide two nights in a row. But tonight, because I'm going to work and my dearly beloved is going to the hospital not for the baby because that would be really sly if I sent her right just you go and do that by yourself all right I'm away to your boy's away to get some nuts here for the burrow so you go you go through that by yourself and we're putting the nuts in the burrow you know that would be sly of me so we're both early starts and I mean I may, I may as well actually be sent her to hospital by herself you know because that is um listen I've said this before in the podcast I we, we know where I stand with regards to coronavirus, and I've said it for months, that see if people fuck with my birth, not my birth because I'm already born, it'd be weird if I was born again, unless, of course, I do convert, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking shit. If the coronavirus affected the birth of my child, I'd not be happy, and guess what? The fucking coronavirus restrictions have been tightened, which means I won't be able to visit my wife in hospital when she's just having a baby. It's not fucking bullshit. Basically, long story short, um, I'm allowed to be there for the birth and like half an hour afterwards. And then they're like, right mate, see you later. And then I'm not allowed to see them again until I go and collect them, which could be one day, could be two days, could be three days, depends on things. You know, if there are complications, which I'm praying there are not, obviously, I'll not be able to be there. So I'll just be stuck at home, um, really worried, you know, really stressed out, really helpless feeling, yet, you know, People can go and get pissed. Not very fair, you know. I've said before that if people's reactions to the lightning of, res- of restrictions would prevent me from being, you know, initially at the birth, that was the main plan, that I would reap vengeance of biblical levels. You know, I would bring on the locusts. I would bring on the floods. Which, I mean, I'm not saying that lightly because last night I did watch the film The Impossible and I cried, all right? I cried several times. It was very emotional and made me feel terrible. Okay, don't know why I watched it on Saturday night. You know, already a pizza should feel terrible enough, yet watching The Impossible made me feel atrocious, all right? So I'm not allowed in um, other than uh, for the birth, which is really wick, you know, because obviously last time with Holly, I was there for the birth. I went home. I basically went home after the birth and sat, and I watched... I don't even know what I watched. I think I just watched television and sat there like... Oh no, I need to get up in the morning here and get back there at 6 o'clock. So as soon as I could get up, 6 o'clock, I was back at the hospital all day. Now, was it uncomfortable in in the warm seats up there? Yes, absolutely. Did I like sitting in the hospital in the heat all day? No, absolutely not. But I needed to be there for my my wife, who wasn't my wife at the time, she was my girlfriend, you know, but whatever, We'll, we'll we'll not split hairs, and my child. And that was fine, but this time I can't be there, which is fucking shit. You know, it is terrible, it is awful, and it is shit. You know, albeit it wasn't comfortable, let me just point that out, it wasn't comfortable, and what was more difficult for me the last time was the fact that I couldn't complain about it, you know, because I felt I was, wasn't my place to be sitting there going, I'm awful uncomfortable, I have a quite sweaty arse crack here, you know, that's whenever, you know, quite literally, another human was pulled from my wife via a, you know, eviscerating stab wound you know that was basically the gist of what happened there so for me to go have a little bit of a damp hole might have been inappropriate so that's the only plus that I'll not have the sweaty hole this time you know albeit it probably will because I've been training I've been been working out and stuff and I'm, I'm feeling a bit more you know about myself at the minute you know I'm, I'm, I'm I mean I say I'm feeling about myself I'm losing weight but also I'm sweating flat out constantly you know I finished training still sweating but yeah, I'm not allowed to get in the hospital, and that that's a that's a bummer, you know. That's part of the part of the reason, you know, why we decided look, we'll just have some pizza, have we? Night the, the two of us tonight, just you know, to hang out together with no child because she's at a grandparents. We'll just, you know, obviously we can't go out out because um, obviously Catherine's extremely pregnant, and we want to be sensible too. You know, we don't be going out and about into bars and stuff whenever we're due a baby soon, you know, we've got to be sensible, and again, you know, I'm the sensible corona guy anyway, um, 
So we just thought we'd do that and watch the impossible, you know, just get all the tears out of us. So actually quite now my tear ducts are quite sore, you know, whenever they just get super dry like sand and you sort of feel like you almost need to just pour lube on them. That's how my eyes feel this morning. It's probably because I've been sweating too, but listen, that's where we're at. Um, so yeah, not great. And as well as being unable to be there to help with the baby, you know, in my opinion, there will be uh, obviously, obviously a mental impact with that as well, see my wife needs support. It's shit that she can't be getting that from me or even her mum. It's shit for me because I won't be able to, you know, already I kind of feel like it's been a, a, a much worse experience this pregnancy than the last one because I was at every scan the last time. Anytime there was any issues, we were up at the hospital. I was there, I was chatting, you know, I feel a wee bit more disconnected this time and it's COVID's fault, you know. So that's why I think whenever I see people having, you know, massive house parties and stuff, I do feel the blood of my body boil, you know, I feel like I do want to go round to people's houses like the Terminator, and I mean, this may sound a little bit excessive, but I feel like, you know, committing mass, mass murder, you know, I feel like going around there like the Terminator and just murdering people, you know, because I feel like people's selfishness and need to, you know, just drink Malibu and, and post videos in the stories, boomerangs, the videos of them going, it's more important than me seeing my child, you know. That's just the noise I see when they're like, ah, we're an income. Like, who needs to do that? Who needs to see, you know, who actually tunes up the hits on the Instagram story and look at someone to be like, oh, class, there is a couple of girls in a nightclub holding drinks, just, you know, miming over some Ben Nicky. Who needs that? You know, people are, who's looking at that and going, fuck me, mate, that's class, that's the content I come here for. Nah, because girls will look at that and go, look at that fucking stupid little bitch there. And boys will look at that and go, why is there no ditties? You know, that's long and short of it. That is what will happen. And I mean, that is why I can't be there to support my family. I'm not happy. You know, can't go in can't see the baby yet you can go to bars you know um, and queue behind each other like sardines and you know in fact the government are actively encouraging you to go to restaurants you know they're actively encouraging people to do that and you know what i actively encourage the government to do lick my balls you know government lick them you know lick my balls like it's a holiday chubba chub <laughs> lick it up because that's how i feel right now and i'm angry and with all Due respect, fuck yous, you know, fuck yous all. Government, um, in my opinion, now I may be speaking out of line, at the beginning I was like, listen, coronavirus is something no one really knows a great deal about, let's support them. See now, fucking idiots, get them out, not a clue. Then, just to make matters worse, I see what's going on about Brexit and I want to bring in, sorry I'm zipping myself up because my wee sweaty man titties are cold, um, they want to bring in a hard border game, you know, so, <laughs> wow, it is... It's a great time. I actually read an article on BBC this morning in which um, the the sex pervert guy, um, Joel Major, I call him a sex pervert because he had an affair. Like, I'm not making any allegations of, like, an Epstein-style level against him. But, you know, the guy, listen, he liked the, he liked the sling dick, all right? He liked to have, um, he liked to be the PM and sling dick. You know, that's straight enough. That's what happens. I mean, it's not straight. It's nothing straight about it. It's straight up enough. It's straightforward enough. Not straight. There's nothing sexual, hetero, or homo about it. It's just straight up. That's what he did. He liked to fuck. And then the war criminal Tony Blair. Now, if you're getting a sex pervert and a war criminal coming out, going lads, you're making a, a bit of a dick of this. That's when you know it's a problem. So I can't wait for coronavirus to keep trucking on into the winter. I cannot wait for Brexit to get back in the news. And I can't. Hey. I can't wait for the troubles to come back because we're all getting fucked. Anyway, that was a very positive start to the podcast, wasn't it, guys? I just want to say off the bat, I'm sorry. It's too early in the morning. I have a lot on my plate and I'm grumpy. All right? Um, fucking government, you know? And I've never been one of these guys to be like, fuck sakes, yeah, fucking government. Nah, not really. Obviously, I take the piss out of the fucking the DUP and the Shinners, because, hey, couple of couple of hypocrite guys there, you know, a couple of guys who, you know, throughout history have, you know, basically fucked us all, you know, no, to say so, but that's it, you know, but I mean, this this government at the minute handling everything is just a, a shambles, and, um, yeah, I feel like 
it's going to get worse before it gets better. And it's shit to say that because, above all else, it's my birthday week. You know, that is the main problem. It is my birthday week and I feel like people are trying to shaft me. You know what I mean? I feel like it's unfair. My birthday's on Wednesday. I'm like a middle-aged man now. And people are probably going, oh, you're not your way younger than middle-aged. I will die in my 60s, so I'm middle-aged, all right? Um, unless I get my fucking shit together with this diet and stuff, which I'm trying to do and I'm doing well. I still think, you know, let's be fair, I was looking back at some of my uh, some of my relatives throughout time, and listen, there are elements to be concerned about, you know, there are elements to be concerned about. I was going around telling people that my mum's um, my dad died whenever she was really young, like she must have been like in her, in her maybe late teens, early 20s when he died, so I'm going around telling people, oh, see my mum's. See, my mum's dad, he died, he died fucking very young, like, when he was in his late 30s, you know? And she was like, the other day we were chatting about it, and I was chatting about this very thing, I'm like, you know, I, it could be either for me, because my granny died when she was, like, real late 90s, my granddad died, 60s, so I'm like, oh no, my mum's side of the family, and my granny died in her 70s, had a heart attack, shit one, and then her dad died very young of, of lung cancer, right? And I was going, you know, it's it's the cancer's there, and he died very young in his, his late thirties. My mum was like, he was sixty, you that kid, and I was like, ah, right, okay. And he smoked it every day from he woke till he slept. So I mean, that's probably that. So you can take that one off. And I mean, I greeted that with adulation that you shouldn't greet the death of a grandparent. You know, I went, well, that's just terrific. That's exactly the news I wanted. I. I'm much happier to, to hear that because in my head, I think I'm going in my 60s, in my 50s or my 60s. But to hear that he died in his 60s, terrific. And he abused himself with cigarettes, that's great. And she was like, well, I don't know. And I said, and besides, you were like 18, 19, he was in his 60s? What the fuck's he getting up to? You know? It's like, that guy, you know, fair play to him. He's still rocking and a-popping at a, at a ripe old age, and I respect that, you know? So... That was was something I was looking at there, which was part of the, the whole idea of trying to get healthy again. So, you know, trying to, rather than, again, I think everybody when they're younger just wants to look as sexy as they can get. Get a bit older, you're like, nah, I just want to be able to be healthy and live for my family and not just, you know, cause myself health complications. Which, I mean, listen, let's be totally fair. Hands on the table. Your boy was on on route too, you know, so I'm glad I've sort of addressed that. But every year, the birthday comes around you start thinking about things, you start thinking, you know, I'm getting no older, you know, but I could very well be, by Wednesday, a dad, two kids, you know, certainly within a week or two after, so I will be, you know, so you do start thinking about, fuck, I need to be able to, you know, be there to look after the, the children, I need to, you know, I don't want the kids being bullied, you know, being like, your dad's a big fat, you know, I don't want that either, because at the end of the day, if my kids get bullied, I will bully back, you know, if, if, Holly's at nursery or, or at school and children are bullying her. You know, I don't care if you're five. You know, if you're five years old and you're giving my daughter shit, you know, I hope you're hungry because you're about to eat these hands. You know what I'm saying? And if the parents have an issue with that, I'll say, listen, you should have told the kids not to fuck with my kid because I, I'll fuck them up. And listen, I'm sorry that you're a single mother and you have to deal with your child by yourself and you've had to speak to me about this. I'm sorry I don't want to do this. But you got to eat these fists too. You know, I'm sorry whatever happens. I'm sorry that you are a husband and your wife's there standing back being like, you need to go and speak to him. And you have to walk up to me in front of your wife and in front of your children who are in, in the same school as my as my daughter. And you have to come up to me and say, listen, you can't be hitting on my kid. And I'm like, listen, bro, I am sorry to do this. I know you don't want to be stepping up to me here. I understand you don't want to be here. I get that, you know, you're being put up to this by your wife who's raging that, that, yes, quite rightly, I did knock out your five-year-old, but, you know, I know you don't want to be here. And he's like, listen, man, can I just look like, and I'm like, listen, I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. Have you had any breakfast today? And he'll be like, why are you asking me? Have you had any breakfast? And he'll go, no. And I'll go, bon appetit. And I'll punch him in the face. And I'll be like, look, I'm sorry. I didn't start this. You started it. Your little son... Isaac did it, alright, it wasn't me, it wasn't you, it was your little son, Isaac, who decided to bully my daughter about me being fat, alright, so what I need to say to you is, I'm sorry you're unconscious, hopefully you hear this, because you know when people say that when you're asleep you can take on information, or if like you're in a coma in hospital, people come to talk to you to try and encourage you around, I'd be looking down, 
that the guy knocked out on the floor and I'd be saying, listen, all I'm saying is tell your kids not to bully other kids because there are consequences. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that had to happen. I'm sorry that, that I did that, but that's life. And hopefully he will rise to his feet whenever he comes around. Obviously, minutes, many minutes later, and he will look to me and he'll be like, I'm sorry. And I'll be like, oh, and another thing. Weird you called your son Isaac. You know, weird that people nowadays are seeming to go with names from the Bible. You know, it's weird that people are like just choosing these names whenever they have no interest in the Bible. Or, I mean, names that are sort of considered to be slightly, you know, of a certain religion. You know, maybe that's what people are doing. Like Isaac, for example, um, as you know, is one of the patriarchs of Israel. Of course he is. You know, the only son of Abraham and Sarah, father of Esau and Jacob. You know, we all know that that is the story of Isaac. Do you know what I mean? So people, maybe maybe they're in the Bible. Maybe that's why this guy that I had to knock out has called son Isaac, maybe. You know, but I just find it weird that, you know, people nowadays are like, we're atheists. All right, what what have you called um, your child? Oh, my son. My son's actually called Jesus Christ. And you'd be like, well, that's inappropriate. And also probably slightly blasphemous, you know, but, uh, but that's fair enough. And then there's like PC people posting videos on Facebook or like pictures, sorry, videos. I'm like posts being like, oh, of a new child. Here's baby Zacchaeus, born to the, born of family Johnston, Zacchaeus Johnston. Um, to go by the name of Zach, I'm like, I know it's Zacchaeus, named after the tax collector. All right. Which, by the way, why is that not being made or why is he not a Marvel superhero, Zacchaeus, the tax collector? You know what I mean? People forget that Marvel and Avengers, all these guys have all these superheroes, but they don't think about the day-to-day ones. Zacchaeus, the tax collector. You know, that would be a superb film that I would watch. And see, you hear what I did there, by the way? I just hit my hand off the desk and it just made like a, a bit of a bump sound. You know, it made a boop, which isn't ideal, but that's all going to change whenever we move studio, guys. So there you go. You can just drink it in, drink in the moment, enjoy the errors, enjoy the problems with sound, because very soon, my birdies, there's going to be no, none left. You know, no sound problems. It's going to be lovely jubbly. And that's it. But as I said, before I ended up in that rant, it is my birthday this week. It's on Wednesday. And what I want for a present, money. You know, definitely just send me money in an envelope to my studio office in Hollywood, please. Thank you. Feeling that, of course, what you can do is, you know... So subscribe and share the podcast. I I don't know why I was so. I was almost like I was like going to ask you to get drugs, guys. Can you get me some salvia, please? Just get me loads of salvia. Meet me on the street corner. That'd be fine. No, what I say want to do is just rate and review the podcast. I appreciate the people doing that, um, and also share the podcast if you're listening. Stick it on Instagram stories. Tell people about it. Let people know you're into the podcast. Maybe someone will see it and go. Maybe I'll check that out. They'll tune in and go. Oh, this was a pretty downbeat episode to get into things. And I'll be like, hey, listen. This is what it is. You know, you're coming in the deep end. You either drown or you get out. You know what I mean? And that's the way it is. So hopefully enjoy it. The podcast has been getting better. It's been, been you know, the lessons are on the up. And I'm, and I'm delighted to say it because I feel like it's what we need. But we're getting there. You know what I mean? Every single... Every single week, more people are listening to it, more people are enjoying it, more people are sharing it, more people are reviewing it, and it gets me feeling. It gets me feeling some kind of way, guys. I love it. It's it's great for the podcast. It helps. Um, and this week, Brian sixty nine. I mean, Brian, you're putting all your cards on the table here. You know, you're letting me know by being called Brian sixty nine that you like junk in your face and you like face and you're on your junk. You know what I'm saying? You like. You, you know, you like gobbling. You like gobbling and licking. That's what you're telling me, Brian. I don't know a lot about you, but you love gobbling and licking and reviewing podcasts. And I love what you've said here because it's the slogan of the podcast, the most underrated podcast in the country. And Brian Swaz on Nerf has said, if you don't listen to Dave, then you drink your dad's bath water. And listen, we know a lot about Brian from the name. He doesn't drink his dad's bath water, but he likes mush-mush in his face, you know? And he likes a face on his mush-mush. Do you know what I mean? And what I'm saying about that is, Brian, that is fine to be into that. You know, that is important. But what I need to say to you, Brian, with this perfect segue, is have you taken care of the area down below? Because, guys, as you know, the Sly Guy podcast is brought to you in association 
with Manscaped. And we know Manscaped are on a mission to change the grooming game with their below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. So Brian69, if you've got a face in and around your junk, you want it to be shorn and you want it to smell... I don't know what I did a chef's kiss there. I don't know what... I don't know, do you want somebody to get done? I don't know, maybe you do. Maybe you want people to be in and around the penile region. You want them to go, mm. you know, that you want them to just say that it's delicious. I mean, obviously, they've not been to good quality restaurants if they think, you know, a, a, a well, a clean dick's delicious. Because, I mean, at the very least, you need some seasoning. You know, at the very least, you need some salt and pepper. You know, maybe even, you know, get yourselves one of those wee pre-made, you know, chicken. Seasoners, you know, like you get, you get like a jerk chicken or a lemon chicken, get one of that, maybe grit on and then maybe do that. But we know Manscaped's on a mission to change the below the waist grooming. You know, that's what they're here to do. They are here with the perfect package, not only for Brian, but for everybody else. They're their perfect package, the Lawnmower 3.0. And now they've just released their shears. 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on. So whenever, you know, you know, maybe you're getting that. Maybe you're getting that ultimate swaz on the Brian. Maybe you're getting that so much that they're starting off at the junk, and then they just want to keep. You know, they want to kiss down your thigh a little bit, go past your knee, mm-mm, down your down your your shin, down your your down your tibialis anterior. You know, your your gastrocnemius. They're going down there, and then they're just they they reach the 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 point of your foot. You know, you're doing some um. You're doing a wee bit of uh, plantar flexion. You know, you're flexing your toes out. You're showing people what you're all about. Well, last thing you want there is goblin nails. You don't want big, yellow, pointed goblin nails. You know, you don't want to look like you live under a bridge. You want to look like you live in a decent establishment. You want to look like you live in a place where running water. And I mean, if you're a hovel-dwelling troll... You know, you don't want to live under a bridge and have those yellow pointed nails. Now, what I'm saying is you probably do have access to running water, albeit it'll be a brook. You know, it won't be a shower, it's a brook. And you don't want to be washing yourself in a brook because who knows what sort of germs there are living in a brook. You know, there could be those little worm things that can just climb into your, your willy and then you get worms, you get infections. You know, it's terrible. But my point is if you live in a nice clean place, you take care of your junk, you manscape, you trim, you use the shears 2.0 nail kit and you just trim those nails so people are like he's not a troll he's got access to a shower he doesn't live under a bridge life is good and by the way his surname 69 so he absolutely loves it he absolutely loves it and the perfect package comes with two free gifts other liquid formulations to complete your ball trimming routine these formulations are all vegan cruelty free dye free sulfate free and paraben free so you know that your disco stick is in good hands you're probably sitting on the couch right now with your hand in your ball so you may as well keep them feeling fresh you may as well keep them popping you may as well keep them amazing so guys we all know it already manscaped is where we're at we know what manscaped are about you know that they love their pubic service announcement. They know this, that they just have all the tools. We, we know I use the Lawnmower 3.0. You know I've used that trimmer. You know I don't snag my bag. You know my balls and dick have a buzz cut. You know my balls and dick look like they're in the military. Now, do they stand to attention like they should in the military? Absolutely not. I'm too old. But they look the part. You know what I mean? They look like they at least have had experience in the military in the past. And that's all down to the Lawnmower 3.0. Because it's got all you need. It's got that premium quality. And I'm saying premium. It's one of the coolest new features you could ask for. is the LED light which illuminates your grooming area for closer, more precise trimming. The weather might not be on our side at the minute. But Manscaped have got you covered. They've got the quiet stroke technology. The intelligently designed stand. So you can show off what you're working with. When people come to your house. Whether it's your girlfriends, your boyfriends, your mum, your dad, your granny. Who knows? They're all going to know that you haven't got pubes in your ball sack. And that is what's the most important thing right now so guys if you're looking at 20% off and free shipping use the code slyguy at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com use all caps slyguy that's not lowercase that's all caps slyguy 20% off and free shipping and you're going to have a lovely shorn tasty smelling ball bag and dick or if you're a woman it's the same meat use it on your pubes down there anyway it'll be great the slyguy podcast is also more importantly and always Brought to you by the one, the only, Modest Beer. 
Modest are on a journey with one clear goal in mind. You know it by now. It's to bring exceptional brews to the local craft beer market. Listen, they're not here to revolutionise the craft beer movement. No, that would be ridiculous to say. However, they're doing it slowly and surely. People are behind them. People are loving it. Because here's the thing. It's a great product. Above all else, it is a fucking great product. It's a brand that's joyous, responsible, it's honest and it's modest. Just like this podcast, Modest has got a cult following because it produces great quality content and it's delicious, alright? And that's all you want. Before all else, before there's pizzazz, before there's anything, you got to have a really solid product. Like the Sly Guy podcast, Modest Beer is at a delicious selection of craft beers. There's, it's not just one beer, it started at one, but then guess what? Too Modest, they're like, nah, fuck this, we're making more and we're making it tasty. And if you're keen to know more, contact Modest Beer on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Modest Beer or visit their website www.modestbeer.co.uk to find the nearest stockist. And guys, if you're drinking Modest, get that in the Instagram story. Tag at Modest Beer. Tag at Dave Elliott Comedy. We'll share it out there. Spread the word of the podcast. Spread the word of Modest. That's what we're all about. I get so excited there. So I'm out that I'm, that I'm, I'm sweating again. But that's what we're all about here, guys. Sweat and love. Okay, and it's been a weird podcast, even though it's no longer called a weird podcast, but this is what we're working at. We're cranking, we're riding, we're heading into listeners' questions. Lucas said, is it Tyga who sings the Sly Guy song in the intro? Sounds like him. Love the podcast. Some bloody day for it, my lord. First things first. First things first. I'm the realist. Look, it's not Tyga, unfortunately. Um, it's it's my, my man, Phil McEwen, who, believe it or not, um, is is in my opinion a, a very good stand-up comedian, very good musical comedian. He's taking a bit of time off to go into music production because, hey, the guy produces fat beats, you know what I mean? The guy produces fat beats, you know? Um, you could say he's like Dr. Drew, you know, not Dr. Dre, Dr. Drew. I know there's already a Dr. Drew out there, but he's Dr. Drew because he's like a British Dr. Dre, even though, obviously, there are other British producers who would say, nah, probably not. You know, there's people like, I guess... Um, <laughs> naughty boy I nearly said fat boy there which would have been sly because he is indeed a fat guy and it would be really inappropriate me to say that but like naughty boy's probably you know but the guy's very good and he's very funny and um, he's actually going to come on the podcast um, soon enough as well which would be nice might save that until we're in the uh, in the studio to have a bit of guest space you know so that could be something that we, we might do and he can come on and talk about Coming up with the tune, which, by the way, guys, we all know the intro to this podcast. It's not what you would say an original piece. It's inspired heavily by another song. I don't want to say what song it is because I don't want to be cancelled, but it's inspired heavily by another song. But it's not Tyga. It's, if anything, Pussy, you know, and that's that's Phil, and he's a great guy, and he'll be in the pod. And in terms of Sunday for it, my lord, this is Sunday, you know, when I'm recording this. It's Sunday morning now, the time I'm looking here. It's just, it's half seven, you know, in the morning. We're up, we're pumped, we're very amped for a Sunday morning. You know, for half seven, this is an extreme level of, you know, so I need to definitely calm down before I head into work here, but it's fine. It's gravy, it's, it's all good. You know, we want to do this, but it is very windy and the weather is concerning me a bit because, you know, I've closed the wash, I've closed the dry. I mean, I say I have to wash it, I'll carry it downstairs and then put it in the washing machine and my wife will do her magic. And then somehow the fairies come and hang the clothes and they get dry, but it's not a good day for that. Davey said, good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hope you're good, Dave. How you're good, Dave? Maybe, I don't know. Um, seeing you doing some cardiovascular exercise the other day, how is the physique guy dream dude transformation going? I mean, it's good. What I what I should do right is say, listen, I can talk all day about it. You know, I can talk all day about it. But I I'm, I should ask my coach, John Joe. Listen, you're the one watching me, telling me what I'm doing. I want you to to now you've written me a quacked for the uh, for the extra slide podcast, which was great. But now I want you to write a little brief statement for the listeners as to how I'm getting on you know I don't want I don't want you to give details because it's personal and I'll sack you if you do that but I want you to just give a line let them know how I'm doing you know because I, I could say myself but listen I always say I'm doing well and then I fall off the wagon well unfortunately John Joe is the conductor of the train he's not letting me fall off even though a train's not a wagon that was a shit analogy but he's doing it anyway 
But I feel like it's going good. You know, all, all the figures are going in the right direction. The heart rate's down and all, which is, again, all about the health we're looking at. I'm feeling better. I've trained. I got up at 5 o'clock and trained this morning. You know, that's a bit unheard of, but... You know, it's in the bank, it's done for the day, I can go to work, I can come home, I can spend the afternoon with my family, and it's nice, that's what it's for, you know, fitting it in around your day and still having enjoyment, the same way as I'm doing the podcast at 7 or whatever in the morning, so as I don't have it hanging over me, I don't have to put my daughter to bed, and I don't have to be like, oh, for fuck's sake, if they do this podcast, then I don't bring the energy, you know, then I'm just like, oh, no, I did this, now fuck that, Dave, come on, get in, bring energy and bring the laughs, you know, and again, has there been laughs? I don't know, it seems like it's been a little bit of a, a downbeat episode, I'm, I'm complaining a lot about coronavirus, not getting to see my baby, I'm complaining about crying, watching the impossible, you know, maybe it's been a downbeat episode, but listen, we'll plow through it anyway, but in terms of transformation, I don't know if I physically look like I'm doing any better, my belt's a bit tighter, my weight's going down, but you know, it's it's a journey, it's not a yeah, it's not an end, it's just a journey, you know, and we're still on that, and we're still in the train, and John Joe the conductor, which again, why is a conductor keeping someone on a wagon, I don't know, he's doing well for me, speaking of John Joe, he said thoughts on the new and improved Limelight Comedy Club, thank you for asking me that question, by the way, because I hadn't, uh, I had actually meant to talk, I meant, I had meant, is that English? I don't know, it's too early in the day, I, I had, um, written to discuss the limelight comedy club on the podcast and just got caught up on other things actually this this shows you where my head's at i'm a comedian you know i am a a stand-up comedian i am a and i was gonna say entertainer i'm not a fuck i I write i do podcasts and i do stand-up that's basically what i do you know and out of those things i did my first gig in six or seven months and I didn't talk about it on the podcast. Ooh, what a dickhead, yeah. So yeah, I did Limelight on Thursday with Shane Todd and Tim McGarry. And you know what? It was great. I have missed... Here's the thing, right? I enjoy stand-up a lot. Like a lot of people, right? Here's A lot of people... I mean, there's a lot of sameness going on, isn't there? Fuck, let me just drink my coffee here because I've, I've, so, I've something to say. There's... Like, people nowadays, and I say people, there's a lot of, like, comedians, like, local guys, you know, my, my friends of mine, you know, let's be fair, they are friends of mine, put up posts that I look at, and I sometimes go, hey, guy, you're a white guy from Belfast, why are you speaking like you're XXX Tentacion, you know, why are you speaking like your little nip, if that's a guy, I don't know, could... why, why are you writing like you're Takashi69, you know, it's like... You come back and do a gig and just be like, hey, listen, I've done this gig. It's like, hey, yo, homies, we back. Yo. <laughs> and it's like, what? what? Who's looking at, like, a, a young nerd doing stand-up going like, oh, well, there they go. The, the, the dope spot's back. Nobody. You know, just do the gig. Enjoy it. You know, you don't have to be like, yo, homies, we back in the hood, yo. It's your boy. <laughs> you know, it's weird to me. Just use language you use in a day-to-day basis you know being back is great you know be hyped about it don't be saying stuff like yo we back we hyped homes you know mm. it's like it just seems weird because if you use that language in real life people would be like oh oh you know but it was good to be back it was nice now we did two shows the first show i must admit it took me a little bit of time to find my feet i wasn't as prepared as I maybe needed to be. Second show, I was comfortable. I enjoyed it. I tried some new stuff. I had a bit of confidence behind it. I trialed it in the first show. Didn't really work as well as I wanted. By the second show, all good. All gravy. Did a wee bit of chatting to the crowd. It was nice. I enjoyed myself. It was also nice to hang out with Shane and Tim, who, by the way, Tim is one of my favourite acts, not only to watch, but to, to hang around with. He is really funny for someone who is, you know, such a a seasoned professional, you know, for someone that's been doing it for so long at such a high level to, you know, come in and just be so sound and just get involved in the banter, add to it, you know, and and just be a really good person to have around the backstage. It's great. I enjoy gigging with him. Again, I do want to point out that Tim has this thing at the minute where he I don't know whether it's banter or he believes it, but he, he keeps on saying that I am a worrying drug addict. And I mean, I, do, I just want to point out to Tim, Tim, 
just look at my physique. You can tell I don't have a drug problem. You can tell from looking at me that, you know, if anything, I need one. You know, that's the thing. But it was um, it was really good fun. I thoroughly enjoyed um, being back on stage. And I've actually just gone... I've written a lot of stuff over the course of lockdown, whether it's stand-up or other things. And it's made me realise, fuck, maybe I need to actually write more stand-up or rather than just have the ideas of stuff I want to talk about, start to actually hone it a bit and start making it um, into actually worked, structured bits because it's going to start, you know, the gigs are starting to start coming back and I need to be ready because I do want to keep improving and I do want to be at a level where I think I should be because I do think all the tools are there, you know, but again... You know, a toolbox, a toolbox can't build a building. You know, I mean, listen, am I Confucius? No, but what I'm saying, a toolbox can't build a building. You need to have the workman there to open the toolbox and get the gear out. And that's no reference to the fact that I'm a drug addict. That's just, you know, the screwdrivers and get the work. You know, that's what we need to do. So we need to start honing that and figuring it out. But listen, as part of this training lifestyle change i'm figuring my time management out a bit too so hopefully i'll be able to get that sorted now when i get the child to bed tonight i need to get writing of a deadline i need to get finished i'm struggling with something of a bit of writer's block when that's out of the way all my focus is on stand-up and i'm very excited about it of a gig this wednesday in the boneyard which is uh, pug ugly's comedy club which is back and um, which is just called pugs comedy club because i mean we changed that name and i don't know why i'm calling it that but it's back and it's for aware ni and the tickets are available on my social media huh? i've shared the link so if you want tickets to that they're only available in fours sixes and eights but there's a few seats that, that sold out straight away within 24 hours and there's more tickets um being made available for that so let's get to it let's um enjoy it mick conlon said what's the prize for the winner of the sly guy fantasy premier league it must at least be a few cans of modest beer mick listen i mean not only are you a good guy you're also a very intelligent guy i feel like that would be an ideal prize now what i might do too is try to get some stuff from you know manscape too or from whoever else we may have by then as a sponsor but there will be a sly package for those who are involved in the sly guy football premier league fantasy premier league not football premier league why am i an old guy um but that's a great idea remind me of that i'll get that sorted absolutely owen kelly i said bonsoir dave happy podcasting hey owen i'm going to just come off the bat and say listen it's half seven in the morning it's bonjour monsieur um i moved home for lockdown and since then i've been in way too much contact with my family do you think you could handle six months of lockdown with your own family back in your childhood home? Um, you know what? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. My sister um, is a bitch. No, I'm going to say no. My sister uh, lives in London. She has moved over there. She works over there. And she came home at the very start of lockdown. And her thoughts were before all the restrictions were put in place on childcare and whatnot. She thought if she's home, she could help with Holly and other stuff. Then the lockdown came, she's like, absolutely can't do that. So then she ended up stuck home for the whole lockdown with her mum and dad. And let's just say, I don't think it was an ideal scenario. I don't think she enjoyed it much. I don't think they enjoyed it much. I think they butted heads and I think it's a problem. Now, I had moved home briefly whenever I left my student house many moons ago. And it was great to be home. But once you have a taste of your freedom, you know, once you've let that dove out of the cage... He doesn't like being back in the cage. You know, you, you notice these things. Like if you get doves for weddings and you release them, they often look fantastic and marvellous and, you know, majestic flying through the sky. But if you look back at their cage, it's all covered in shit. They don't cope well in the cage. They like to be out. They like to be free. So, yeah, I don't think I would cope. I didn't do well when I moved back home. I found my parents to be extremely uh, aggravating. Um, in that stage, the, all that being said i was a young single guy in those days all i wanted to be out doing was you know just out, out partying out having a great time which you know it does cramp your style a bit when you live with mommy and daddy but you know my parents are good people you know i'm I've obviously i mean a lot of time for them oh, duh. but you know I, I do enjoy my parents but i think like once you, you get to a certain age you need your own space you become used to and accustomed to your own things so therefore you know it's it's a struggle and now my sister i must say is much more 
of a nightmare than me. So I think I'd be a bit more chilled out, but also my parents like to get involved in things. So, I mean, I would be like probably just sitting in my, in my jacks in downstairs my mum would come in and be like, what are you up to? I'd be like, well, just chilling, leave, please. And you'd be like, okay, do you want to do, do something? I'd be like, nah, not really. I'm just kind of chilling here, you know, I'm in my childhood bedroom with my wife and my child, you know, but whatever. She'd be like, all right, and then she'd be offended by that because that's what mums do, you know, so... I think it's probably better that uh, at my age as a middle-aged man that I'm not living with my mum and dad. But fair play to you if you had to do that. And hopefully you and your parents still have a strong relationship. Wilson has said, hey, Papa, what do you make of the new restrictions being placed in Belfast and Balamina, Wilson? Wilson, I'm not going into it, all right? I'm already angry. It's only fucking half seven in the morning. I'm not, not losing my temper anymore. But what I do think is it's all the fault of the fucking kids. It's all them having to do their stupid TikToks, having to drink their Goldschlager, having to, you know, dry hump, and having to listen to Joel Corey. All right? It's those guys. Fuck them. See those fucking guys with the shaved heads at the back and sides and all that fucking curly floppy hair. Ruth, Ulster versus Leinster Pro 12 final tonight. Fierce competitors, no doubt. But what's the most competitive you have ever got? Mine would have to be a colouring competition in P2, which I won, and I've won nothing since. Listen, Ruth, you've won my respect for that question, all right? You have won my adulation. Because sometimes you reach, like, Edmund Hillary, okay? When he, did he even climb Everest? I don't know. I've said his name before I've even uh, thought about it. Now, if I'm right, if I'm right and Edmund Hillary has climbed uh, Everest, I'm a genius, all right? And look, your boy is a genius, okay? Edmund Hillary climbed Everest. I'm a genius. This is why I keep beating Shane every week at the quiz on the radio because Edmund Hillary climbed Everest. Once he's climbed Everest, is my point, is there anything that's going to ever top that? No. So whenever you won that colouring in competition in P2, why do you ever need to ascend to those heights again? You've done it. You've been to the top. You've looked down at everyone. You've gone, been there, done that. You don't need to do it again. You don't need to be fierce. But unfortunately for me, I'm a fierce competitor. Like even with this podcast, I want it to be as big and as bold and as bad and as naughty and as popular as it can be. So I'm, I'm trying to strive to move it forward. So that I'm competitive with that. But every aspect, I'm competitive. I want to be the best at everything I can do. You know, that's just in me. You know, and in terms of the most com- the most competitive I've ever been, above all else, you know, I've won titles playing rugby, which is true. Medallion Shield, say no more. I have, um, you know, be- been fierce at that. Aggressive, you know. Um, but nothing has ever made me more aggressive than whenever I competed in the Mr. Vistanova contest in the Hotel Vistanova in Magaluf in the year 2005. I was in a competition, some very stiff competition, and I won the title of Mr. Vistanova. I was the the king of kings. Listen, I'm the king of two places. I'm the king of North Down, and I'm the king of the Hotel Vistanova. All right, now it's the 15th anniversary of my victory of Mr. Vistanova, okay? And and well, you're probably going, what was Mr. Vistanova? It was a competition, all right? It was a competition. It was a nighttime entertainment. I had to do things like skip with my top off. I had to do things like get as many pairs of underwear from an audience as possible, get as many bras as possible, down beers, and do some singing. And I mean, they're all things that I take very seriously. And I'll have you know, I faced fierce competition, but I won. And I, to this day, I'm proud of Mr. Vistanova. Now, while I was there, and as I reigned over my um, my my subjects as Mr. Vistanova, I also competed in water polo every day in the pool in the Hotel Vistanova. And as Mr. Vistanova, I couldn't, I couldn't just let that go. Very aggressive. A lot of elbows flying. You know, people are probably going, "Why would you would you be aggressive to women and children?" Listen, if you're competing with the king. You have to be at a level whereby you expect to be defeated. It, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, the king will defeat you when you're in his palace. And when you're in the pool, the moat 
of the King's of Hotel Vista over it, you'll get you get an elbow to the face. I don't care. I'll get those points for the water polo team. Team Vista Nova, you know. So that was the most competitive I've ever been. And it's a title I had almost forgotten about. But I remembered and now I'm gonna get in touch with the Hotel Vista Nova and I'm gonna ask if they can send me a crown because I think on the fifteenth anniversary of my victory it should be recognised. Fifteen years later, I deserve that. And listen, I'm going to start referring to myself as Mr. Vistanova going forward. I'm the king of North Down, the king of the mountain, Mr. Vistanova, Papa Bear, call me whatever you want. All right? But that's what I am. I am Mr. Vistanova. Nathan Concilia, who could, by the way, be part of my my, my top table in Vistanova because he's got the name for it. You know, you call him Sir, Sir Concilia, this, the, the, the king's hand. That's what I would say. Has asked, hey, Davey, what's the one thing you miss about living in the big smoke? I lived up there for uni and never quite adjusted to banger, not having Deliveroo or Uber Eats or sneaky all-night office. Keep her lit, Nathan. For a start, never say you regret moving to banger. Never say you regret living in the kingdom of North Down. Fuck Belfast. You're here. And that's that. All right, so do I miss anything about Belfast? App. Absolutely not. Now, on a side note, did I enjoy living there when I did? Yes. It was a nice place I lived. I lived on Station Road in Sydenham. It was very handy. I lived with one of my best friends and we just, all we did was play PlayStation, go out partying, watch sport, have great times, sleep in, eat subways and just ball out. It was great. You know, then... I met my girlfriend who became my wife, had to boot out one of my best mates, I cried my eyes out, she kind of came in and just took over everything. But, that's all growing up, and I feel good now. And now, let's see what time it is. It's 8 o'clock, when I was supposed to start work. So, I'll go into work for half 8 this morning, guys. You know, it's overtime, it's okay. It's money in the coffers, it's for the baby. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Please, guys, subscribe to Patreon, Dave Elliott's fucking my name <laughs> look just look up the Sly Guy podcast and patreon get that bonus content see from october more stuff's coming out there there's gonna be video content other content we're, we're up in the game we're starting to compete we are moving forward and you guys are helping that massively so keep sharing the podcast keep enjoying the podcast if you haven't already rate and review it i'll read it out like brian 69 got listen we got way too much info for brian today but brian i love you and make sure as well to get used Manscaped. Drink a few modest beers and shave your pubes. And don't worry about nicking them because Manscaped's got your back. Guys, I've enjoyed this podcast. I'll be back next week. Peace, love and harmony. Bye-bye.